What's up, everybody, and welcome to the official PlayStation podcast of the KT Data Network. We are the Little Big Cast. We are. On today's show, KT subs for Rachel and drinks PB&J soda. Cross-show promotion. Yum. Drew plays with sack boys. Every day, all day. And Jeff's got a belly. Wow. A belly in his fire. (laughs) (laughs) Crotch fire. (laughs) You'll get caught up in the crotch fire. <laughs> Gotta win it in a crotch fire. Crotch All fire. this and more on episode 33, ladies and gentlemen, of the little big cast. Woo-hoo. We're going to leave it. Just leave it. That's funny. <laughs> What it is, everybody. My name is Jeff Fox. Welcome to the Little Big Cast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm not Drew Tyler. No, you're Jeff Fox. I'm Jeff Fox. Uh, with Good me, looking. as always, is uh, the uh, indestructible Drew Tyler. I like that. That's nice. That's I will a- be indestructible any day. The indestructible Drew Tyler. Bring it. And uh, the uh, Blazin' Asian. <laughs> Let's see that guy. Let's see that Blazin' Asian. I'm Rachel. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Play, thanks for stepping in for Rachel, man. <laughs> yep. KT has uh, graciously stepped in for Rachel Hernandez for us today, and we are uh, very grateful. Thanks, KT, for stepping uh, into totally gotta, positions. That's true. We got to right. behave, though, because the producer is like on air, not like, you know. Oh, I, I don't. I'm, I see. This is what I wonder is Drew's always talking about that. I'm like, I'm sw- I swear my initials are KT and not FCC. <laughs> <laughs> the producer. I, 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 I so wish we could take a step about 45 seconds back and I could introduce you as the producer slash seducer. <laughs> KT Data. Himself in the flesh. One man. Three jobs. Producer. Voice. Seducer. I, like I wish I, like I could it. do that, but I, I can't, so I'm not going to. Yeah, people are probably like, oh, Please stop, Jeff. Just stop. stop. Don't don't inflate stop. his ego even more. We already Just know how big it is. Stop <laughs> telling, stop telling KT he's a seducer. <laughs> anyway, try um, something crazy. We are we're pumped to be here with you. This is episode thirty three of the Little Big Cast. Uh, it's pretty crazy to think that we've been doing this uh, thirty three times, not in a row, but fairly uh, you know, close. Semi, like semi, semi forty weeks, maybe. We'll round. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll round up. Uh, Anyway, I'm super pumped to be here this this afternoon, this evening, uh, whenever you're hearing it, this morning, whatever. We are with uh, a lot you, of stuff yeah. to talk about. We got some news to go through. We've got uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the new trend in gaming. Uh, seems like developers more and more often have uh, decided that it's that it's appropriate to le- release games that are totally freaking broken. Um, I have a big problem with this. KT, not so much. Uh, is that true, KT? Uh, They'll have, have they'll, 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 they'll have to find out. They'll have to find out. I'll convince you to have a problem with it. How about that? <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm excited. Thank you for joining us. We'll just jump right into it and uh, kick it off with Drew. Drew, what have what you been have doing? I, what have I been doing? Ah, game-wise, I played a, a little and a lot of Destiny. Not as much as I would love, obviously, but I did get a chance to hang out with you cats one night last week where Woo-hoo! we played together. Yeah. For the first time ever, thank you. Courtesy of Glenn, who's lent me his PS4 while he's holidaying. Uh, but we got together with Vassal and played a couple of strikes. Um, 
it, you know, it's, it feels like baby steps. I feel like we're, we're on for like probably five hours, four or five hours together, which as a responsible adult, that's insane. That's right. a normal amount of time I usually play this game. <laughs> right. Yeah. So at 3 a.m. I'm it's like... It's responsible as long as it's night and you wake up yeah, next right. morning. I have no... My, my responsibilities are all in bed. But uh, yeah, I, we are, I did really good throughout the whole like set of raids. And then that very last one, we were coming down and we could tell that we were all kind of tired. I was dozing off while they were like heading back to the tower or whatever we're doing. I'd be like zoned out. And then somebody would talk and I'd be like, well, oh, we're, st- yeah, sorry, guys. I'm still, uh. anyway, so well, I, got I, I, I gotta say, I love the level where like, okay, Drew, you hang back because you have a bounty where it says, don't die during the strike. That's all and I can take care of this. And then what does, what does Drew do? Just <laughs> sneak out. Hey, hey, I can do it. Yeah, that was retarded. It's true. I was not a very good listener. <laughs> so we had to do another strike to get that bounty, but no, that was good. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit, a uh, little big planet, More, not as much as I'd like, but I've got a couple hours. In fact, last week, um, I got on our back channel chat and, and, uh, tweeted up Rachel and said, Hey, get a little bit of homework done and then come by the office. I'll have my PlayStation <laughs> four. And so she and I, and, and uh, Martina sat in there for about, eh, it's probably only an hour and a half, two hours, but we played little big planet, just kind of playing around together. That was, that was show prep. That was show prep, and it was it was fun. But I made her. This is kind of funny. But she came in. She was like, "All right, let's do this." And I'm all, "Hey, you got anything? You know, homework?" She's like, "Nah, just this." And response to a paper something. And I was like, "You go do that, and then I'll be ready to play with you." Like, it was totally like something I would do with my little girls. And be like, "All right, you practice your piano, and then we'll play games." So I just I imagine her I just it. sulking, walking out, You're like, <laughs> uh, like deflating, like she Jeez, came in so dude. pumped. I'm going to play Little Big Planet with my teacher. Oh, yeah. oh he's going to make me write a response. It's not even for my class. I just was like, good. As long as, anyway, that's about it. Honestly, I don't think I've done much else in the gaming world other than that. Um, in the school world, we're wrapping up. Feels like we are wrapping up. So I did catch up on a lot of grading. My students are probably happy now that they actually know how they're doing in my class. So that's helpful. But that's that it. Helpful. That's me. Right on. KT, what about you, man? What have you been doing? All right. So, um, you know, I've been just running the network in the background and, and playing a lot of Destiny. But, you know, I had peanut butter and jelly soda. What? So, yeah. If you, Was that if, what you guys did on Noms? Did yeah. You do if you guys want to find out my, my, like, reaction to it, go oh, check wow. out Noms. It is totally worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, wow. Can you give us a brief rundown? I mean, that, yeah. that sounds soda. so crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's one of Jones' special sodas. And they decided for back to school... Let's make a peanut butter and jelly flavored soda. Wow. Uh, and I found him like, okay, I'm going to go try this. And I also discovered foo-foo berry. That's not a real fruit. No, <laughs> no that, that's a euphemism. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but it was fun to say foo-foo berry on there. Um, that had a mandate with Drew. We, we walked around yeah. uh, Salt Lake yeah. Community College on Which there. Which that and, place is, is pimped out. Yeah. I had no idea that they had that much money. But if we went through Salt Lake Community College to see some of the newest new tech user group, they wanted to show off some stuff. But walking around Slick... In this building, I didn't. I don't know how long they've been there. I think it was a little over a year, but they're just starting to use like these really high end recording studios and edit bays with DaVinci suites. I mean, twenty two edit bays, four, wow. twenty two, and three dedicated color bays. Everybody watching is like, "What in the world are you guys talking about?" Well, there's twenty two individual stations that students can go in and go cut their video and edit it the way they want. Plus, with really high end, yeah, with, with high end systems on there. Yeah. And then plus, there's three other rooms where they can go in and do this color grading, which is essentially color correcting on there. 
I didn't I, think they had that many students. But I, yeah, yeah I, I didn't no. think there was a lot of classes like that, but apparently enough for three of well, them. Well, they have they have a soundstage, they have a broadcast studio. So you know how like Weber, we do pretty well. We have a great little you know crew of twenty or thirty that kind of move through semester to semester, and we have our TV studio that's you know ancient. But this was like state of the art, top of the line. And and granted, Weber has like twenty five, twenty eight thousand students. I think Slick has sixty five thousand. So it's it's larger spread. But I had no idea that they had this kind of like production facility access. So yeah, so we drooled a lot and enjoyed. Had a couple of cookies and came home. So it was nice. Yeah. I had to I had to race home. Otherwise, we would have like totally <laughs> like man you know mandated and yeah you know. and like and did stuff. So and then that played a lot of Destiny. Beat the raid for the second time with the one and only Jeff Hawks. Yeah, I, I, I gotta say there there's there's something about the raid that playing with randoms is it you know it's fun and you're like yeah I beat the raid, but saying that I was able to beat the raid with my buddy Jeff Hawks right there and my buddy GQ Visions out there and like we made it through in pretty good time too. We it took yeah. us two hours to clear that in pretty good time. Uh, like I felt more. Um, accomplished the second time around than the first time around because the first time around I'm like I'm just you know tagging along I really don't know what to do and all these guys totally know what they're doing but this one I felt like I contributed and like I was like yeah yeah you guys killed it it was awesome and um, so you know I've I've talked about how I feel like the entire game is kind of create like everything in the game outside of the raid I feel like is is created to prepare you and get you to the raid and you know, when the raid first launched and, you know, the the cap to enter is 26. Yes, um, I know. But, but in order to do anything, you you need to be at least 27, right? Um, what? Like, in, like, you can still get in and we could carry you through, Drew, at 26. But to but be, yeah, would have to be like a productive back, person, to be back, someone Drew. that's really helping, like, yeah. you, you want to be at least 27. Well, um, I'm trying and at first i was i was upset about that like i think when the raid released i was like level 22 and i was like this is bull crap that i can't play this and now i'm really glad that like i had to grind it out um because it really does feel like you've accomplished something and to go through it with friends i was i was really bummed out this last time um my my cousin's been playing through with us render and uh he his internet like glitched out, so he bounced, and um, we were able to finish out with um, just a random dude. Um, but you're exactly right, KT. Like beating it with a group of your friends that you've like pushed through, like you've wiped, you know, thirty times on Atheon, and then to finally break through is it's rewarding. Like in in a big enough way that I I struggle to like move on to different games i mean do you find yourself feeling that same way now kt now that you've done it yeah so i i i, I purposely pre-ordered little big planet three i've played it for less than 10 minutes <laughs> which is so I, it's good it's fun you've got to i, I want to play with you like i want to network co-op together so that we yeah, can well, be that that's the that's the thing about destiny is it's changed my way that i viewed console games originally i i was like console games were my soul you know solo thing yeah. I did. Occasionally, I'd play um, with GQ Visions once in a while on like Halo or something, but it wasn't until Destiny, where now I crave that, where I'm playing a game by myself. I'm like, man, this would be so much fun, and more yeah. fun if I was sharing the experience with somebody right. on there. And it's it's changed how I want to play games. So I I want to go back to that, but then I'm like, my uh, Atheon's epilogue needs upgrading. 
Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's crazy is like I I feel this like need to max out. Like I I need to hit 30 as soon as possible and it's driving me like my brother and my cousin both have raid gear and will be able to level up to 30 and I can't even though I've done the raid like 10 times and they've done it twice. I cannot I cannot be as high a level as they are. So like the you know the random loot drops that happen in the raid have not been kind to me but like <laughs> even even leveling up weapons has become something that i look forward to doing and i'm like it it's like it's got its hooks in me man and i just can't get away from it like dragon age i dragon age is a game that was like made for me like that typically is right, right. my very favorite kind of game like a big open world you know, magic RPG where I can go in and just lose myself in this whole new world. I hopped in, I played for two hours and I was like, why am I playing a game by myself when, when KT and you know, whoever else is, is in destiny, like I'll just hop out and join them. And I've done that every time I've tried to sit down and play dragon age. Um, and that's crazy. Huh? And that's, you know, despite all its flaws and despite the bugginess, I mean, KT, you and I, how many times did we wipe on Atheon because of bugs? Yeah, I, I mean, I get stuck in the game. Like, why is the gate not letting me through? Um, yeah, like <laughs> probably 20 times, probably 20 out of like the last 40 mm. wipes that we had on Atheon were bug wipes. Um, Ouch. And I, I can't help but keep going. Anyway, I jumped in on your stuff, yep. KT. Well, I apologize. Anything else? No, that's pretty much everything else. But to do Rachel justice, because I feel like I'm not doing justice. I didn't even update with her, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess on there. So pretend everybody pretend I'm Rachel. So <laughs> I I did some homework, went to class, did more homework, played a little bit of Borderlands, uh-huh, uh-huh. got to hang out with Drew a little bit, and then did more homework. Um, and played well, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Oh yeah. A and, raccoon and, moved out yeah, of my city. Yeah, and a raccoon moved out of my city. <laughs> So, done um we'll, we'll have to verify with rachel but i think i covered it <laughs> i have seen i have seen robin on far cry 4 i believe i've seen her on far cry 4 two or three times now and then her kid is always on skylander so that's robin's so that, weekly so roundup as well that's robin she plays skylanders all the time i'm sure oh yeah i totally would too i totally would so Did as a you know, as I uh, asserted earlier with my rude interruption of KT's week, uh, I've played a lot of Destiny, a little bit of Dragon Age. Um, I, in one week, got hooked on a HBO miniseries that totally blew my mind. My wife and I finished it at 2 o'clock in the morning last night. Which was It is this? called True Detectives. Yes! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes! It is incredible. I mean, I... In every sense of the word, it is it is epic filmmaking. Like it is beautiful. The way that it was shot, the way that it was written, every scene feels like it was just crafted with so much love and care. It's very cool. And it's effing terrifying. Like the last, so I mean, KT, I assume you've seen it by your enthusiasm, right? I have. I'm excited. Season two's coming. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So it's basically, it's like, um, if, if you made the killing, gave the killing an M rating, um, it's a murder mystery. I, I don't know, like a crime. Yeah, it's a story. You know, it's almost a detective procedural. except yeah. the whole series so, uh-huh. is one. So it all, it all, the entire season revolves around a single large case, 
and it has to do with like the occult and um, you know sacrifice sacrificing children. Really dark, really gritty, yeah, and so they dark. tell they tell the story masterfully. It is it, it is the kind of show that you watch and you're just like, it is amazing what you can do when you have good people behind the camera. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. So and uh, what's his face did a great job on it too. Um, both guys, but yeah. Matthew McConaughey specifically yeah. was incredible. Like, if you think he's still just the the bro from Dazed and Confused, <laughs> right, way back, uh, and he's great in that. Like, you know what I love about them high school girls? <laughs> like, yeah. I love yeah. that show. That's yeah. a great show. He's a great character in that show. But like, Matthew McConaughey is an actor. Like that dude. Is incredible. It was shocking, like how good he was. So, so where did you watch this at? HBO Go or on? Would you say Netflix? HBO Go? HBO yeah. Go. Okay. Okay. I probably won't. Yeah. I'll give but you my password offline. So I'd love to see this. Don't, but... don't watch it with the girls around. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Okay. If you no, want, if watched... you want to watch it, I'll send you my password. And you can watch I, it. I might want to because I watched this fantastic documentary today that just came out called Showrunners. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys seen the, the demo for that, but being that we're we're producers, we make digital content. It was a really sweet like hour and a half look into um, people like J.J. Abrams and and uh, producers, writers who then like got their own show and got it read, you know, green lighted onto a network or on a cable uh, so show. So nice. they talked to a lot of these people that are like doing this, you know, the process of creating a show and getting it out every week throughout the, the series. Anyway, it was just, it was the back end of TV, which I absolutely love because I lived it. So it was just fun to see it on that scale. Anyway, side note, showrunners, it was awesome. Well, and what's, what's so cool is that, um, you know, in addition to all the back end stuff is it, I mean, television, well done, correctly done television can tell such a deeper story than a movie ever could yeah yeah and that that is something that people are finally recognizing and and paying attention to um and it's i mean it just makes me excited for the the stuff that you see like netflix announcing like don't they have um is it for a magellan show kt do you remember on Um, netflix it's a i don't know they uh, have a lot of shows like a famous explorer they just released a a a trailer for a new series coming out next year i want to say it was magellan i could be wrong um, but it's like Netflix is such a great example of somebody who got that vision early on and right, was like, right. we are going to capitalize on this. We're going to capitalize on the concept of a mini series telling a solidly flowing story. And I love it. So that's all aside from yeah. video games, but holy cow, man, if you Very haven't cool. seen true detectives, a must watch. Uh, luckily, school ends really soon. I might actually have time to to finish some of those series that I started a long time ago. Oh no, you're getting to 27 before that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You've got to. We've got to get you in the raid, man. Like, it, like it. Even if you only do it once. If you if you run the raid, if we can get you into the raid okay. one time, we run the raid, and then you just are like, I'm done with Destiny. I'm okay with that. But I have to. I'd like fun, you to dude. stick around. But I think the raid will convince you to stick around. All right. All right. The DLC. I'm looking forward to the DLC too. Um, that is it for me, though. So, Drew, you how you feeling, bro? How you feeling, brother? I got some news for you that I've been stuck up my sh- sleeves. Wrong one. Wrong one. Oh, it is. Dang, I was go. ready to I get got, to. No, I got it. Oh, okay, okay. All right, drop that news, Drew. Did I hear it? Or is it done? Yep, I don't know. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Gosh, I just want to do the news. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna do my own music. No, no, this is great. 
Uh, news, just little bits of news today, not a whole lot. So we'll start off with number one. The number one was uh, it's kind of a, almost like a mea culpa. The uh, PlayStation has been refunding a couple of bucks to people because they had misleading sales ads. And this is kind of a, a again, kind of a strange thing. So you don't hear about this at, at larger levels, marketing and, and corporate stuff. But apparently, again, I missed this because I don't have money to buy things, so I don't watch ads. But they promoted the PlayStation Vita. Uh, in online ads and in TV ads and, and a couple other things, but they basically promised things that didn't happen. Hmm. Imagine that, the marketing team not lining up with the dev team. How does this happen? So some of the things that they promised was that Sony claimed that the Vita would enable gamers to pause any PS3 game and pick it up somewhere else on the Vita. It was like a kind of cross-save ability and or remote play um, on, on the Vita. Um but also, there's there's a couple other things, little just functionality that they announced in the advertisements that didn't happen. So now, because of that, the FTC, so like the Federal Trade Commission, this isn't just like a class action suit from people that are like, you promised. This is the FTC that went in, looked at the actual promises made in in verbatim. I saw the court the court documents, but it, it like lists out the script of each advertisement, and then it comes back and and the uh, settlement. The terms of the settlement basically says you can't make misleading claims in the future and you have to give $25 in cash or a credit or $50 merchandise voucher to anyone who bought a Vita before June 1st of 2012. So you'll get an email if you did that, if you've had your PS, your Vita before the 2012. So uh, interesting news there. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Just the idea that the FTC would actually, you know, what they did it. They said, good, settle up. In. It's false advertising. Step in, fix it. Yeah, yep. I, I mean, when I first started, because I'm not going to lie, before this, I was an Xbox player on there, and when I got my PS3, I was excited. I'm like, oh, so I only need to buy the game for either the Vita or for the PS3 on some of these, and then I find out there's like 12 games that do that on there. I'm like, well, this is dumb, so I actually need to go back and check to see if I qualify for this. Yeah, see if you can have your money back. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I feel like it was a pretty broad uh, claim to offer those things and have them not like actually exist and so part of me um on the marketing side just wonder if there was a disconnect between what the product could actually do and then the guys that okayed the marketing you know lingo right somebody watches an ad and they go yep that's that's what we can do but somebody along the line would have been like hey 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 we no 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 that's not the way it works or that's not what we're delivering at launch right well and very often marketers and developers speak different languages yeah right? totally totally and totally. so Misunderstand the, the the dev team says we can do X Y and Z, and the marketing team hears, oh, we can do X X and Z. Yeah, like it's um, in fact, I'm kind of in the middle of that at work right now. It's like working between, you know, where anyway, that's stuff I can't really talk about. We're working on some projects that basically um involve a lot of moving parts and right. a lot of like putting marketing plans together for stuff like for stuff like the PlayStation Vita would be very difficult if you didn't have an intimate knowledge of what the hardware could actually do. Um, and sometimes like, obviously it's Sony's fault. Like that should have been communicated better. Um, and so it's good that this FCC, I mean, it should be taken care of. It's good that the FTC stepped in. It's good that it's being taken care of. Yeah. Good, good, good. 
Um, that and that's so that's kind of a kind of a a, a, a ding news, kind of like an ouch. Um, that's not the only one. But second news we'll jump into real quick is that there's a co-op sale available now on PSN. So if you jump on there, you can buy a bunch of co-op type of games. Uh, some of them are Borderlands 2, Towerfall Ascension, Dark Souls, EA Sports, some some good good games totally on sale. Uh, and their their kitsch their skitch kitsch is hey it's co-op games. So I think Little Big Planet Two is on there. Rayman. There's a whole list uh, that you'll see in our show notes. Uh, anything you guys saw in that list that you're if you haven't played Borderlands 2, play Borderlands 2. Rezo Gun's on here, too. Make sure you get that. Rezo's on there. Um, MPA Jam. It's back day. Whoa, sorry. Did you see that? My yeah. my diffuser fell off. Something um, just blew up. <laughs> other notes that we should probably let you know about. Black Friday Roundup. I'll run through a couple of these Black Friday Roundup options that you have real quick. Um, because it's so close. If you're planning on picking up some games or equipment consoles on for Black Friday, this is this is my time. This is it. Pay attention to my options. Twitter. I'll, yeah. share, I'll share all the good stuff. Yes, you are. This is, as Katie said, this is my holiday. I don't care about the bird. I want the deals. <laughs> so GameStop is doing $100 off a GTA PS4 bundle, which I believe also has The Last of Us remastered in there. So for $3.99, the original price of the bundle of the of the console, you get GTA 5 and Last of Us remastered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, GameStop's also doing $10 off of Destiny, $30 off gold headsets, and um, the PS4 camera is on sale. There's a lot. There's a whole lot. They have a whole flyer that's yeah. out for GameStop. It's just, I, I, I would. I would. So the headset ends up being sixty dollars, and for a pair of sixty dollars headphones, I would say you're pretty good on there. Yeah, um, yeah. For a wireless pair, yeah, I, I agree. The, originally, they're ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. I've loved and mine. They're they're good, but at sixty, it's like sweet deal. Yeah. Um. Other things to look for. Dell, Best Buy, Toys R Us, Walmart, Target, they all kind of have PS4, Last of Us, that same bundle. But they also, I believe, Amazon or Toys R Us. Well, uh, Amazon and Toys R Us have another bundle with the Lego Batman 3 and Little Big Planet 3. So if you're not into the, the if you're not into punching hookers, you can play <laughs> Batman. Right? So you have a choice there. <laughs> hookers or <are> chloroceps. <laughs> right, right. Oh, and then this this is the one that KT brought to my attention that eBay did you say it's tomorrow night? Yes, Wednesday. It's tomorrow so if this, night. If the show gets out, hopefully, or you haven't missed it, the PS4, they're selling three twenty nine on eBay, 10 o'clock Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know how many you'll have or how that will work, or but I will you, look for you your tweets. on that? Because I'm probably going to jump on that. That's what I'm talking then about. Then when Christmas rolls around, my wife will be like, what'd you get me? And I'll be like, uh, my, uh, nothing. You just <laughs> tell her, it. hey, I got you a present for me. I got you a present for me. <laughs> Or or, yeah, you a present or, to or, to me. or what you can do is, you know, I'll probably end up getting her a present too for borrowing your time. On there, there you go. Um, what you do is just take my name off of it and then put your name on it. She won't know the difference. <laughs> and then she'll be like, <laughs> but Katie didn't give me anything this year. And I'll be, no, I'm sure, I'm sure it got lost in the mail. It's fine. <laughs> I'll take the credit. I'll take the credit. All right. Other deals. This one's not as hot, but Sam's Club's offering the white PlayStation 4 with Destiny bundle. Three ninety nine, but you can get the white glacier white with destiny. Also in line, but uh, I think they were saying they're only doing like three, four, five units per store at Sam's. So not good, doing that. Good luck. Um, other games. Best Buy has a whole bunch of games for cheap. Infamous Second Son, Shadows of Mordor, uh, controllers at crazy prices like twenty, thirty dollars at Best Buy. So those are some door busters right there. KT, which ones are you lining up for? What are you doing? 
So for these, I'm going to hope Amazon matches them for one thing because I'm getting way too old to wait on the freezing right. cold <laughs> on there. Um, so I put Infamous Second Son on there because according to Jeff, that is one of those must-play games of, 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 the, of the genre on there. So that's only 20 bucks. So that one's a um, good one. I put Shadow of Mordor on because it's only been like a month and it's already $25. That's um, a game worth playing too. Yeah, that's a, a big one. That's that was been fun. I played that a little bit. With if it wasn't for Destiny, I would be neck deep in that. That's a good game. It's a very very well done game. Neck deep in orc blood. In orc <laughs> juice. Orc <laughs> juice. Cool. All right. So I punched through two more newses. Yeah. Two or three more newses. So another ding for for uh, PlayStation. They had a sexist ad that was pulled from YouTube last week. Um, I believe. It was, They're the ones that pulled it, right? But it was was it Europe? So it wasn't even like for everyone's consumption. But it was kind of an embarrassing. Ad. It was just embarrassing for them. I thought it was super sexy, and uh, I think the problem was so the ad. Basically, you can watch it on The Verge or any number of other places. But the ad was this really sexy woman talking about what could be mistaken as masturbation oh when's the last time you did it oh you do it that often i bet you do it all the time under your blankets i bet you could do it in you know under the table or maybe out in the garden the so super sexy t- chick talking about jerking yeah, off and yeah. then surprise i meant playing games with your vita right so uh funny advertising very fitting problem was i think they they overdid the sexiness of it and in the midst of the gamergate and all of that you know this poor poor timing timing poor taste yep yep great fun ad but just wrong wrong time and extra sexy so they pulled it and they just said let's okay let's not do that so that's that's a newsy thing um other news we have a list of free games that'll be coming up for your PlayStation Networks so of PlayStation Plus. Uh, I believe, and this is kind of ahead of time, but they've they've said they're going to do Injustice, Gods Among Us for December, and Secret Ponchos in December. Those will be some of the free games. And then coming in January, so this is like past holidays, Infamous First Light and The Swapper are games that'll be available cool. there. So that's kind of cool. I'm excited for Infamous First Light. I think that's sick that they're putting that out. Yeah, those are pretty big titles, and I think that's I think that's what they were saying in their blog post too. It's just like, hey, this should this should get some hoop hops and yellers because this is good good gaming. And then uh, this one just last minute add to our news station to our little news block. Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare is the biggest entertainment launch of 2014. Overall franchise has reached 10 billion sales worldwide. So it, it's important on this one to emphasize biggest entertainment launch this is not biggest game launch right like the entertainment covers movies books everything like this is the highest selling piece of entertainment Entertainment. yep in 2014 that's insane like 10 billion that's insane b billion to to think about the way that um in in many ways still in popular culture video games are ridiculed as being juvenile and like silly right 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 this game just pulled 10B with a billion dollars in the last for 10 Activision. years. Right. So in the last 10 years, like this is since its revenue, since its launch in 2003. Right. But that number is huge. So, insane. insane. Yeah. Call of Duty. I, you know what? And I played some Call of Duty a couple of years ago on, on an Xbox. Uh, I remember staying up late and 
I'm parking up in, it was in Betaloft days and I stayed overnight and played, <laughs> I played Call of Duty with a buddy of mine, uh, Alex Lutz, and it was a good time, but I'm not, a, you know, I'm not an FPS guy, but it was fun to be with a guy and just kind of shooting Eskimo wait, Nazis. Wait, you picked Call of Duty over the Dig Dug machine. I'm just saying, I'm just, I know we had a Dig Dug, an actual working Dig Dug, and I stayed up all night playing Call of Duty. A couple of times, actually, because I almost lived at that place. It was so expensive. Anyway, that, my friends, is the news. Rachel is not here today. So I think KT is going to take over for it. All right. So we got a whole bunch of releases. If I can pull this up right. Oops, that's another one. That one right there. All right. So most of the big releases for November were last week. But I don't want to miss out on some of these because some of these are great. First one. Geometry Wars 3. Do I need to say anything else? Geometry oh, Wars 3. Okay, because on our show on. notes, on our show notes, it says Gynatree. And I was like, what yeah. the hell is Gyno Wars? I'm so well, hurried. You, you, you can tell who was in a rush uh, to write the notes. That's funny. <laughs> Gynatree 3. No, Geometry just sounds yeah. like a blast. Now well, I'm okay with that. Did, did you guys never play Geometry Wars back in the day? No. Like, oh, no. no. Such a fun game. It, it, you know, it's kind of like Asteroids, except on crack on there. Yeah. Well, but I, I love the first two, and I was so sad they didn't make a new one for so long. But they're fine, they finally came out with Geometry, Geometry 3. Geometry coming up. I mean, that's all. I, that's really all I need. But then, you know, to, There's more? to feed more of my Asian-ness on there, Akiba's Trip <laughs> Undead and Undressed, that comes out today, and Aqua Kitty, Milk Mind Defender. You literally go Ooh, save the cat population. Defender. Oh Wait, is this gosh. is that an Asian one? Um, Aqu- Aqua Kitty? No, but it's an no. internet meme one on <laughs> <Okay>. there. <So. laughs> on there. Um, did you guys ever play boxing on the PlayStation One? There's a game yeah, called Boxing. Cool. Yeah, uh-huh. that, that was cool. always a fun one. Jetpack Joyride's on its nth iteration now. Um, uh-huh. Pocket RPG actually sounds pretty interesting on there. Um, it's a hack and slash. Um, Speak Easy is also out, and uh, a former indie game of the week. Thomas was alone is and it's a three-way cross by which I love. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. always nice. That's, that's how it should nice. be. On there. Yeah, I th- I agree. I think it should be. I really so, like that idea. That and this little tell- telltale games called Tales from the Borderlands also came out today. I am. Um, oh. I know you So guys, that's kind of weird cuz that came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, cuz I thought it was supposed to come out in December and then I had to go check and everybody's like, "Hey, the game's out today." I'm like, really? "Yeah, I saw a tweet yesterday that was like, "Look what came early." And I was like, "I had no idea that was even close to coming out yeah. so that's oh, crazy that's um, that's which great. is crazy because they're supposed to come out with the game of thrones game next yeah. in december too so yeah. they're yeah. they're working overtime over there yeah um, definitely and then of course december 2nd kingdom hearts hd 2.5 remix comes out i had that, to mention this um everybody knows in the back channel how i really really want this limited edition but 110 dollars is just way too much for me especially since it includes one point five and i already have 1.5 oh so however i don't have 1.5 so you put oh. you put the 110 i'll take the 1.5 oh i I, no, I love, I love yep. kingdom hearts i've not played since probably 2001 that was before i got married like yeah i i would love to play all of them over again with my girls that's one i'd love yeah um and then also the crew comes out on the second we'll kind of that will be our kind of discussion thing and i also knew jeff would kill me december 9th you would Destiny be a miss. expansion, Dark Below DLC. It's, oh yeah, um, Destiny. And my question is: Was there anybody who did not get this pre-ordered already? Like, you'd be a fool not to. Yeah. Sorry, true crickets. I didn't. I didn't. No, it's me. Crickets. I didn't have enough money. 
I just I just went with like until the, you have a PS4, it doesn't matter anyway. Well, see, I bought. But he's I gonna bought, have one tomorrow. I I bought when I Drew. You promised. That, are you gonna lie to a former student? <laughs> the, are are the, you gonna lie to a friend and a co-host? <laughs> just don't and, tell the wife and it was true it it's on the internet time. so it's true it was yeah. on the internet so it's true yeah, it's true it works every time no, I, just don't tell her. I just tell my wife everything you just don't tell her and then it all works out <laughs> it, that's how it works every time I'm, I'm, it just works out I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down for wedding point. advice as, as happy as my marriage has been for the last 13 years I think a lot of it comes from telling her everything so it's, it's based on the idea that not telling her everything is the best way to move forward <laughs> I've been doing a fantastic job of telling her everything so I, I gotta keep on that path uh, if you are currently engaged and working towards a marriage or struggling Everything I just said is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer. All right, Stupid. true. Honesty in all things. Secrets are not good. No, no. Can you imagine? Jeez. Neither though is spending four hundred dollars without permission. Right, right. <laughs> I and I still know people who get married and still have separate accounts, which is just weird oh, to me. That, yeah, that's so I don't get it. Anyway, okay. What else are we doing today? Uh, we are going to get into. Um, Actually, a Polygon article that was, I think, very well written and very uh, kind of articulate, articulates uh, a an idea and a, an issue that has been bothering me for a while now. So this is in Polygon. Um, it was an article by a guy named Brian uh, Crescent. And basically, I'm going to kind of jump through the article and, and highlight some of the, the points that I thought were most important and... Uh, Maybe we can discuss them a little bit. But basically, I wanted to talk about the new kind of norm that's emerging with video games um, in this new current gen, the PS4, Xbox One generation of gaming, um, where developers and publishers think it is appropriate to release games that are broken um, in various states of brokenness, right? What? So uh, if you go through... Last week, we talked a little bit about Assassin's Creed Unity and, and went through some of the issues that that game has had. Uh, broken, like, character design, uh, you know, facial features of characters just totally not being there. So you have this creepy little sack ball with eyes and lips <laughs> and teeth, and it's just freaking scary looking. But, I mean, you're falling through the map... Um, game-breaking bugs and glitches. Um, it's becoming more and more prevalent. And uh, I wanted to read this pieces of this article, and then we'll discuss them if that's cool with you. So in the piece, one of the things he says, today's cutting edge of game consoles brought with them living worlds, new ways to interact and inter- with entertainment and experiences that we've seamlessly with vast social networks. They also created a new norm, selling not a finished game, but the promise of one. More often than not, blockbuster video games tend to ship incomplete. Of the more than two dozen titles I looked at from this year, both ones created in-house for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One or by third-party developers, all of them have required a patch to either fix issues or develop or deliver upon promises made in the run-up to the game. So let's, let's stop there for a second um, and look at maybe a couple of examples of this. Um... I, I think he's right. I can't think of a game that was a AAA title that has come out this year that did not have an instant day one patch. Um, 
is there a game? Can you guys think of a game that you've played that you purchased, downloaded the entire thing, and worked once it was downloaded, or worked once the disc was put into your your console? So, I mean, if there's praise to be given, let's give it. The only one that I can think of that I don't recall there being a patch was Infamous. On day one, right? Um, to be honest with you, I don't even remember anything that didn't require a patch since I've been using cartridge-based games. Um, not gonna that or well, if you count oddly enough, mobile games that they don't seem to have this problem. Or Nintendo um, games, yeah. Um, well, I can't quote that because the last time I touched my Wii U was over a year ago, um, <laughs> so I haven't been able to throw in a game. But um, no, even even the Nintendo, they had this huge patch for the Wii U on the first day, and I remember I had really crappy internet. So what I did was on a mm. Saturday. I drew, I was working at a university, so I drove up to the university to use the internet there, so I could download this two gig patch that would have taken me overnight, just wow. so I could play my Wii U. Wow! On that, so I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I, and I, I I have this conversation every single time in my head. Remember the days when I was young? I could just blow into the cartridge, pop it in, and then start playing the game. Now I gotta <laughs> wait fangled hours for you kids to get ready to play. I just want to <laughs> smash some heads in, okay? <laughs> right. And so I, you know, to, so I don't mean to say that I'm like opposed to patches. Obviously, these are big games and they're much more complex than the cartridge era gaming, right? Um, but I think Assassin's Creed Unity is a great example of a game that was shipped. Obviously, like there's no way that um, Ubisoft didn't know that this game was broken. And maybe a, even a bigger. Um, more kind of heinous or nefarious launch that happened recently was the Master Chief Collection. So we're a PlayStation podcast, but we have Xbox brothers and sisters out there that we know and love. So Halo is um, pretty much, I mean, it's it's fair to say that it's the biggest um, series that Xbox has, right? Is that that a fair thing to say? I I think it's fair. Is there a bigger franchise on the Xbox than Halo? I mean, as far as commitment from fans, like people no. people were on the Xbox 360 so they could play Halo. Like it's the yeah. biggest franchise that they own. And they shipped a game that could not play multiplayer. The 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 single player campaigns, from what I've read and from what I've heard from friends run great but the matchmaking is utterly broken like um my my buddy Corey picked up the game and in the last two weeks that he has owned it he has been able to get into three multiplayer matches that is absurd like the biggest franchise that microsoft owns their biggest game of this year like people bought the xbox one to play Master Chief Collection. And right. not only yeah. not only are these people that bought it for that game, but these are also people that have probably purchased this game several different times. It's because the Master Chief Collection is a remake of 1 through 4. So these guys are dedicated, um, like literally time-tested and proven fans of this franchise. And you just gave them a broken game. To me, that is unacceptable. And... One question that I wanted to ask you guys is, can you think of another industry where it is appropriate or acceptable to release a broken product? Can you think of a single one? Like, 
I can't. Well, if I, if I bought a car seat that was defective, it well, would right, be right, recalled. Right. It would be recalled. I would be refunded, and they would send me a replacement at no cost once it was fixed. No, it's, that's true. But here's here's I, I I don't know if I call this my argument because I'm certainly. I don't think I'm an apologist on this side of things, but I would say that th- when you say, you know, can you think of another industry with this is acceptable? I would say that I don't think there's another industry where that's possible. Yeah. Right. You, it's not even possible in anything manufactured or anything sold for goods to get something back and be like, Oh, that wasn't quite ready. But because gaming has gone digital, so like so much is being distributed digitally. It's almost as if, um, I would say that, that, the mindset is, hey, let's just get it as far as we need to. We'll go gold, and then whatever we find between now and then, we'll we'll have that first day patch ready to go. But but that's a possibility, and you can't do that with any other industry. So I guess what I'm saying is, while it's still not good work practice, probably not a good work, you know, good working model to be like, hey, let's ship a broken game. They they can like technically they can say, hey, we've got this far enough that we want to launch now. We're gonna get it out there. Uh, but I guess I guess I don't know. I guess probably what, my my argument would be like they should they should draw that line a little bit farther in the sand instead of instead of like having the unmodeled faces, right? The things that the things that are actually broken where you can't match a multiplayer. I wouldn't mind a, a couple of like glitches where oh, on this one level you might fall through and get lost, like I did on Little Big Planet. I fell out of the the game and I was floating around in nothingness for a while. That kind of stuff to me is like oh, you know, I, I'm I'm okay with that. It's the big things like multiplayer not working and the promised the things that they've been promising leading up to it. Those should be ready to go on day one. But I think it's a unique opportunity for games and, and developers to um, hit it up. You know, they they have this tether on their product that they can update it. I don't know that's that's my take. So I guess hmm, it's almost not fair to say I don't know of any other industry because really. There's not there's nothing out there that operates this way. I would say the closest probably right now, and people are going to hate me for this. I um, hate you. Uh, is I would say the phone industry right now. Um, mm, you you okay. will you will have devices come out. I, I won't name names, uh, but I'll tell you both sides have done this, um, where they've released devices and uh-huh. things don't work. Say the camera doesn't work or things, and then they'll patch it later on, on there and make that work. Um, I would say that is probably the closest thing we have. On there, um, but it also follows kind of this more cultish feeling where they feel. So, part of me is as you're talking about this, I'm wondering is do you think because the, these games that you mentioned have come out probably in the last month or two? And my 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 question is, did they rush? Did Sony and Microsoft respectively rush their console release, which caused these games? Because some of these games were already delayed on there, so they were trying to get them out. And is this Christmas rush right now that's happening? Mm-hmm. Them a trying, you know, they were not even remotely close to doing this. But then Microsoft and Sony are like, we need to put out a new console. Because mm-hmm. um, let, let's not remember, I own both of the consoles. Mm-hmm. And I will not lie to you, the first four months, I hardly touched both of them on there. And the reason right. I didn't touch both of them is because I beat all the games I had for them and there weren't any new ones. So uh, my my question is... It, it, this trend is it because they were trying to rush and get these games in quickly on there? That's a good, that's a good question. I think it's a valid argument to say, yes, we've seen a lot of broken ones lately. What's ca- what's causing people to developers to push them out undone 
is is it that pressure? Yeah, is it these big companies saying, "Hey, we got to have something out by Christmas." You know, this is our money maker, especially I mean, especially with Call of Duty. That they have three different development studios as far as I know working on next year's iteration of Call of Duty. I think that is overkill <laughs> on there, to be honest with you. Uh I mean, so I think um, you know, I think in my opinion I mean, yeah, studios are going to be pushing these developers to get their products out, right? Like that's obviously like that's their job. Um, EA is a publisher. Ubisoft is a publisher. Like that's what they do is they publish games on a timeline. Um, I think what needs to happen though, I first of all, I think, and this one of the articles that that I've I've kind of been browsing through suggested like an increase of uh, beta testing and pre-release. Um, uh, pre-release uh, stress testing to make sure that the games can handle and function at the proper level. Like, and that I think is is giving developers the benefit of the doubt of saying, you know, maybe you didn't know it was broken. Maybe under, you know, maybe with only like the 300 closed beta tests that you did, everything ran smooth. But when day one launched, you had. 400,000 people trying to log on at the same time and it utterly right. destroyed your system, right? right? That could have totally been a, a factor in the Halo launch. So he, he I mean, he recommended um, stuff like that, st- additional stress testing and giving the public an opportunity to play beta content. Um, a great example of that was Evolve, right? Evolve had a beta. I got the beta invite. I signed up. I downloaded the beta. I could not join a party. I mm-hmm. spent probably two hours with the little thing twirling, trying to get into a party. Like that's information that they needed to know. Cause if it had, I bought that game and then wasn't able to play, I would have lost my mind. Like, um, I think regardless of, regardless of a timeline, it's inexcusable to release a product that doesn't work. Like regardless, I mean, if you have a patch that'll fix it, great. I don't, I don't care about a, a, the the day one patch, honestly. Like that doesn't bother me right. at all. Well, because a minimal I, I one too, right? I think there's I download a, there's my games there. anyway, right. right? Well, I right. I do digital downloads of all my games anyway, so I I expect to like have to start a download process and wait until the end of the download process to be able to play my game. So like for a day one patch, not a big deal to me. Um, but if you can't fix your problems with that day one patch and I can't join my game, like if I buy Halo Master Chief Collection and I can't get into a game with my friends, that's unacceptable. Like you right. you have shipped a product on the promise that I could play a game with my buddies that is not working. And and I, I don't think I don't think that, that can be excused. Um now whether there is some kind of um reconciliation i guess for for that um i think uh, mass effect 3 was a good example of a company that recognized even though it wasn't something they did wrong they released the the last five minutes of mass effect 3 there were a lot of people that were unhappy with it right uh-huh. and in response to that to say like listen we hear you we're sorry that you didn't like it we care about you as our customers every single piece of multiplayer dlc for mass effect 3 was free Prior to the release of the game, it was expected that each piece of multiplayer DLC would be 15 bucks. And they released like six pieces of multiplayer DLC and they did it all for free. 
So I don't know if for the people that picked up Halo Chiefs Master Chief Collection, like, I don't know if the answer is, hey, DLC going forward will be free. I don't know if it's, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to give you, you know, 50% of your money back on this game because you purchased a broken game. We want you to know that we care about you. We want you to know that this wasn't, um, this wasn't done with any kind of malice. Like we're not trying to take advantage of you. And I think that's the biggest problem right now is that people feel like they're being taken advantage of. Sure. Um, and in a lot of ways, I mean, Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed kind of did right. Like they held back the review embargoes. They, They intentionally did things that put them in a position to look better than they actually were. And those are the things that I have probably more than anything else that I have a problem with. Um, speaking to like reconciliations and like, you know, figuring out a way to resolve the issue or to like, um, uh, to like take care of their customers. Um, Xbox just released a status update from Bonnie Ross, who is the, uh, three, four, three studio head. And I just wanted to read the first two, uh, first two paragraphs says on November 11th, we released Halo, the Master Chief Collection. The goal being to create a tribute to Halo fans around the world and to celebrate Master Chief's debut on the Xbox One. With the initial release of Halo, the Master Chief Collection, however, we had not we have not delivered on the experience you deserve. I personally apologize for this. On behalf of all of us here at 343 Industries, our team is committed to working around the clock until these issues are resolved. While our team works out, while our team works on continual improvements and towards solutions, my commitment to you is that we will take care of all owners of Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Our primary and continued focus is first on fixing the issue at hand. Once we've done that, we will detail how this may be, how we will make this right to our fans. I think that's important. Like, that's another thing that um, I think Ubisoft has totally dropped the ball on. Um, for the studio had to come out and take ownership of this problem, um, I think was very important. And what I think is unfortunate is that, that it didn't happen day two. Yeah. You know, this is something that should have happened immediately once the, the problem was recognized. You know, November 11th, the game was launched and this um, apology came out the 24th. Um. I think a lot of people just want to be heard, right? Like if there's if there's a problem with the game, if it's a legitimate mistake and it's not like this malicious, um, you know, hijacking of reviews and whatever else. Uh, I think honestly, like for me, a good enough approach would be like, hey, we didn't know this was an issue. We're doing everything we can to resolve it. We care about you. We recognize that this is an inconvenience. We apologize. Um, I don't know. I'm talking a lot. You've got a you got a passion. You got a fire in your belly. You got to get it out. It's cool. Now, even earlier before the show, weren't you saying that you were like, "Damn it! If you're working on this, I want to see a webcam on your team." Then <laughs> that they are on this right now. Didn't you say that, Jeff? Yeah. If you're, you're going like, to tell me, if you're going to tell me, yeah, if you're going to tell me that you're working around the clock, offer me it. proof. Offer me <laughs> proof. You know, give me give me a line by line. Like, <laughs> hey, we just patched. Here's the code for uh, H- HTML code four point one six nine, double niner. Yeah. You know, like um, so, I mean, so, I get so, that that's unrealistic. Yeah, I'll, I'll, but give, I, I'll give you insight. Uh, After working with programmers, and I work with a lot of programmers, you don't want to see them like the you don't want to watch fortieth hour in working. It's it's not a pretty sight. <laughs> <laughs> there, it is Thank not you. a pretty sight. Point. Point. So, what do you guys uh, think? So then, I mean, 
so I'm I'm a little more extreme than both of you are. Do you see this as being a big problem? Because to me, it is a big problem because it's becoming a bigger trend of. I, I, I think I would take uh, KT's take on it and say, is this bigger trend that that especially these articles are kind of pointing out? Are they? What's what's the causal relationship? Right? Is is the data that he's getting is kind of anecdotal? Hey, look at this, this, and this. So, what's the relationship? And is it just the ramp up to? to uh holiday sales are we going to see a a better push through the beginning of next year uh, i guess that would be me saying let's let's see what happens in the next like january through june area uh but but at the same time there's always something that they're trying to release for e3 or you know big shows that i don't I, i'm ready to give them a, you know to see what's going on before i think something nefarious is happening yeah like i mean in ubisoft I'm pretty sure something nefarious is happening, you know, with all the things they're doing. The big ones, yeah. But with the Master Chief collection on there, being that the biggest thing was the matchmaking thing, is I really think they underestimated how big their audience was going to be, to be honest with you. Because let, let, let's keep in mind, the some of these games that are coming, that are in the Master Chief collection, they're over 10 years old. So they're like, no one's going to want to come back and play these, right? Because we already have Halo 1 anniversary out and you know they it wasn't that big and then i don't know why maybe the build up to 5 kind of did it or just the you know everybody got nostalgic on there that one i kind of understand but dragon age um yeah, you know dragon age um assassin's creed assassin's creed had no reason i mean cuz as far as i know black flag didn't have many of these problems right when it came out so unity had tons though right yeah and then unity's just totally screwed up on there and so like that was unacceptable especially when they as as, what got to me about the unity thing was as a reviewer i want to give the most unbiased review as possible without seeming biased and a lot of times i am getting these codes for free so people are like they paid you off on there i'm like i just can't afford to review all these games if i have to buy all of them right (laughs) on there on there and that 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 rubbed me the wrong way when they had a special build that hid the microtransactions and things like that i was like that's not that's cool um and it's really interesting to see because when i first started following e3 i was like okay i'm gonna pay attention to the major console makers you know your microsoft's your sony's your nintendo's on there and then all of a sudden you start seeing these ubisoft and e3 show up used to be e3 was terrible because i didn't really care for the three gazillion sports games they were showing off Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on there and ubisoft is showing all these things like this company seems like they truly believe in their products and they want to give a good experience out to people. And then now you're seeing this and you're like, holy crap. Like, was that just all a facade? And part of me is, I wonder if people are feeling a betrayal too with these companies that we've trusted so much. I mean, 343s, when they came out with Halo 4, everybody's like, eh, that's not Bungie though on there. Um, and then when they when they came out, they're like, okay, we, we feel safe with them. They, they took care of us on there. So they'll take care of us for the Master Chief collection, right? And obviously that was kind of a betrayal right there. Um, and then Dragon Age too. That's another popular series. And it, I've seen mixed reviews. You know, people hated two. They loved one. Um, probably because they loved one so much and two was different from that, that they hated it on there. They wanted this to be a good one. Um, and a lot of it is, I wonder if it's, it kind of happens with phones too. People get excited about rumors. They get excited about the hype. And then when the actual thing is delivered, like, oh, that's it? Yeah. On there. Um and, and Destiny suffered from that as well. Yeah, Destiny's definitely suffered from that. And um, I went in with an open mind on there. Um, let's see. 
Uh, and uh, I'm I'm reading our chat right now with Rev, and he was he's talking. Uh, he has hey, some ideas on he, broken yeah, games. Yeah, he he. So he's wondering if our developers are getting a little complacent about, eh, we can patch it later. Kind right, of yeah. attitude versus right. being able to be with a cartridge. If you screwed up, you screwed up. There's no way of changing those transistors or the the data on the chips on there. Um, so you know. I think it's that um, for me. It's that level. Like, what point do they go? What do, when do they get complacent? When it's like, ah, that's not working. Well, we'll take a couple of weeks after launch to fix that. Or right. if they're like, all right, we're going to get at least playable. What we promised is going to be ready to go on day one. Yeah. To to me, I just still think it's still a little too early. And I I would say a year later we should go back and revisit and see how many of these like big title games, these triple A games, because you don't hear about these indie games having these issues on there. And those are the games that the developers, you know, for sure are putting their heart and soul into. Right. And right. making sure it's polished on there is even, and and that's true. Even on the Ubisoft side. I mean, you look at uh, uh child of light, right? You, you didn't have any issues with it, right? No. Mm-mm. On there. So I, I, I think we're just a little too early and we just need to give it a little bit more time. Cause keep in mind, these consoles are only a year old. Um, PS3, the PS4 is not even a year old. If, um, if I remember correctly, cause the Xbox just barely, Turned a year old. Um, just give them a little more time because part of it is just growing pains. You get you you have new hardware, you you have new architect architectures. You got to get used to and program for. Um, and for me, at least Halo, the at least the story missions are playable. From what I hear about Assassin's Creed, nothing's playable. Yeah, it's totally all. broken. Um, on that and and yeah, I I don't. I might be biased for Halo because I, I played Halo a lot in there, and I you know I get it. They're trying to update this game that's so old so you're, you're gonna run into issues there um but some of these other games i just part of me is like seriously um like drive club i saw a a, yeah. a copy of that in the store i'm like oh yeah they're, they're selling a disc version i'd be pissed if i had the disc version of this <laughs> um on there so like yeah i i just think um we just need a little bit more time to see um if if this is going to be a continuing trend or not yeah it's a I don't know. It depends on how you de- define trend. Yes, it's it's happening. It's happening more often. Hopefully, they nip it in the bud, and we don't see it as a trend. Trend, but that's my take. Right on. Yeah, I think. Um, I think. I don't know. I think we're all right. Um, I may be a little more extreme, but um, you get a fire I, in I your think belly. Obviously, it's a it's an issue that needs to be solved. Whether that is through. Um, increasing or delaying a game like we've said on this show multiple times right we'd rather have a delayed game than a broken game Um, whether that is done through whether the fix comes through um, recalls one of the articles that I read suggested that recalls be enacted I think that probably is unrealistic Um, and then also the additional beta testing that was recommended like that's something that gamers love anyway. And um, how much more hype did Destiny walk away with after the beta than they had prior to it? Yeah, sure. Like, dude, people lost their minds with the Destiny beta because it was just so much fun to get into that world. So a lot of things that uh, can be approved upon. Either way, um, I hope to see more games be working as we push to the future. I think KT, you're exactly right. I think I think it'll be interesting to look back on this year at this time next year. 
and and say, you know, let's compare um, because we've seen a lot of games that were slated for a 2014 release pushed to 2015. Um, Evolve is a great example of that. Bloodborne is a great example of that. Um, so hopefully we see these games start to get on the right kind of a release track. You know, I think, I think what you said is very true. Like these are, it's hard to remember, but these still are new consoles and uh, a lot of games that had been in development prior to the game, even launching are now finally coming out. And, you know, maybe a year from now we finally get onto a comfortable cycle where developers have the time they need to get the games out. So We'll see. Um, and this, ladies and gentlemen, has been episode 33 of the Little Big Cast. We'll see. Again, thank you for joining us. My name is Jeff Hawks. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Hawks. Drew. You can follow me wherever you want. You can follow me home. You can follow me into bed. I'm so tired. Did you see me yawning out there? I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I decided. We but no, uh, you follow me night 20 on Twitter. I, 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 I'm the I'm the old man gamer. And the producer slash seducer. <laughs> and Mr. KT Data. You guys know where to find me because I was my ego so big I named an entire site after myself that this podcast is <laughs> true. So he did. You can find everything from there. It's ktdata.net. <laughs> awesome. So uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side, ladies and gentlemen. Good night, one and all. Kaka. <laughs> Oh, I was dancing the whole time. You better believe me dancing. Yay. Solid show, Bush. Bye.